Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live with Gross Anatomy? We are indeed. We're live with Gross Anatomy, where we discuss where we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, TV, movies, and the world around us, and the fact that you have a very empty closet. I know. There is nothing in that closet. I noticed that in our last Zoom interview. I was like, oh, God, it looks so sad in here. We, yeah, so I moved into a new place, and uh, this is the office that we're, uh, we're going to do something with that closet eventually. That's, that's where you'll put your costumes. <laughs> yeah. Just different costumes. Since we might be Zoom recording in quarantine forever, I'll just start wearing costumes. Exactly. This, this might be the new normal for everybody. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't go past July for us in L.A. Yeah, and I'm uh, Dr. Jason Cohen. And I'm Lauren Taylor. And I look, ti- I look tired, Lauren? Um, a little bit. A little. You know what it is? I'm tired of all this. That's what it is. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of wearing a mask all day at work. I actually mentioned it in one of my postings that there's like this whole fun, not fun, but like, this this relief of after your surgery taking everything off mm-hmm. this your mask and I can't do that anymore I have to leave the mask on so I I kind of hate that yeah and in our latest post you had like a double mask it looked like you were like almost like about to go underwater like scuba diving mask what is I was, that new actually I I was triple masked I was. I had two face masks and then I had the face shield thing. Oh yeah, that's what I was yeah. face shield. Is that normal or is that just because of COVID? Some people, some people are starting to wear it, and the nurses said, "Hey, do you want to wear it?" And I don't think I had my glasses with me, which I normally wear mm-hmm. um, more for eye protection, not so much for vision. Um, and I didn't have them for that case, so I said, "Okay, yeah, I'll put on the that shield for that thing." So. So now I have a shield also. It's fun to have a shield. You know, uh, Captain America had a shield, so now I have a shield. No, it does look very superhero-like. I mean, you are being a superhero. I'm a, well, well, yesterday was superhero day at the hospital, around the hospitals. And uh, the joke was that everybody, you know, that actually some people showed up to work some of the nurses in tapes. It was really cute. Oh, that's cute. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever told you, one of my partners and I joke around that we should have capes. You know, not even, not, A, because we think we're superheroes and want to be superheroes, but also kind of like, you know, the old fashioned, you know, like just something cool to each of us have capes. That would be awesome. All different colors. Right. Exactly. You know, how we identify ourselves. Kind of like my whole flags idea, which has no, to be. That's there. exactly what I was thinking. Like the flags for the different families. Exactly. Capes for the different surgical specialties. Right. What was pressure? So, you what? know, you were saying, is this Zoom thing now the, the way that things are going to be? And interestingly, I bumped into the surgery residency director at the hospital, and she was telling me that um, interviews, she thinks, you know, for new candidates are going to be all Zoomed from now on. But not, not from now on, but for now, they're going to mm-hmm. be Zoomed rather than, you know, rather than having the kids come out and interview face-to-face, the interviews are going to be Zoom. The reality, though, which is what I said to her, is it should be that way even after this whole episode. Right, right. It's like, 
it costs a lot of money to hop on a plane and get a hotel room and da da da. Why not uh, do a Zoom meeting? And then, you know, they could even, the doctor, if, if they really want to, they could have like one of the residents get on and talk about the place and even walk, do a walking tour through the hospital. Save a lot of money. Yeah, I think so. Um, I know my husband interviewed someone for a position and it was through Zoom. So that might be the new way his company has to do it too. Did he hire them? Um, I'm not sure. I just overheard him through the door. (laughs) Right. Were they wearing clothing? Like bottoms? Were they wearing bottoms? Yes. I'm pretty sure they were like in a full suit, which you'll probably see too, because people, you know, want to be impressive. But you did did see that news anchor who wasn't wearing uh, pants. No, but why not? All you need, what, they actually, how, how do you know he wasn't wearing pants? Yeah, it's a, it was just like a thing that was circulating. Because I guess he he did the video frame himself, and for some reason he wasn't wearing pants, and he didn't know that, he thought he cropped it right, but he didn't. Okay. And so when it aired, people were like, uh, dude, you, you can see you're not wearing pants. Oh, that's great. Nice. Well, for me, not wearing pants always reminds me, I, I'm dating myself, of course to the TV show Happy Days, right? So the Fonz uh, graduated, I don't remember if it was high school or college, and he's in his, his gown and cap, and he talked about how he was naked under the gown. So to me, that's, you know, thinking about, like, not wearing pants or whatever is always going to be the Fonz. For me, it's always going to be the Fonz. Uh, Arthur Fonzarelli, Henry Winkler. Yeah, no. And there you have it. There you have it. So, Dr. Cullen, what are you seeing at the hospital? Less, less patients? It seems like L.A. is, like, beating this thing. We're, like, the curve worked. Yeah, I, I think the, the, you mean the social distancing and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah I, mean, the, I guess the, that's the a very hosp- optimistic view, but it seems like it, it is working, at least. I think... You know, I, I must, I confess, I underestimated this thing. Yeah, and I think I a lot, too. you did too? Well, and doctors that we had on said the same thing, you know, like, because you guys are just used to seeing, you know, terrible things. And you, this didn't seem like something that was going to erupt the way that it did. Yeah, I think a lot of us underestimated it and, and didn't have a sense of it. it. It's still very new and it's still evolving and we're still figuring things out. Um, but I, I do think the, the, every, all the measures that we took really helped because had we not, this, this could have been really bad. And it seems like it's, it's bad, but it's not, it's not really bad. But I still wonder, you know, for all the people who are still naysayers, I still wonder, had we not taken all these measures, what the tolls would have been. It's hard to say would have been way higher. And that's one of the things we wanted to talk about was Sweden. So Sweden's going the opposite way where they're not social distancing. Right. Let's go to Sweden. Let's do the controversy. Okay. So Sweden. So the doctor there, I guess is thinking it's like a herd immunity. Have you ever heard of this? Um, yes. You know, there, there's that whole, um, principle of uh, of that which which makes a lot of sense you know at a certain point the population all gets the disease um whether they're affected by the virus or not affected by the virus and at a certain point 
enough people in the community have immunity. I'm deliberately rhyming. Um, the community has immunity. And, um, and because of that, then everybody's safe. Once enough people have, have um, been exposed to the illness, to the virus, then, then there's enough uh, of the population that, that kind of not necessarily wipes it out, but prevents it from necessarily being bad. So, so that's kind of what Sweden's doing. They're saying, we're just going to live our life and let the virus do its thing. We're still not going to be idiots. You know, we're not going to, we're, we're, we are going to protect the elderly and, and a little bit, and, and we are going to take certain precautions, but let's live life. And, and yeah, it's an I mean, interesting science of, experiment. Yeah. I mean, pictures of them at just like restaurants, they're very close together. They're doing yoga very close together. They're just, living their life as normal, it seems like, from what I can tell. But yeah. I just said that as of yesterday, which would be April 28th, 2,274 people have died in Sweden. So it's not like people aren't getting it there. Originally, right. I thought, what, is Sweden just, like, protected? But it's not. And those death rates are nearly six times higher than Norway and Finland. So I guess they're basically saying, I don't I. It seems like they're choosing their economy or just their freedom, which I hate using that, but over the death rate, because it could be lower. It could be six times lower. Maybe, but I think one of the things that they're saying, at least in my mind, is the reality is that most, um, every country is going to have a certain death rate. But the sooner we, um, not quarantine the sooner that the sooner we allow the people to get infected get infected the sooner we'll get to normalcy and mm -hmm. and we'll hit our death rate faster but but it'll be a shortened course because whoever gets hit is going to get hit and die so mm -hmm. their thinking is is that yeah maybe the other countries um in the beginning may have lowered death rates but they're going to be locked up way longer and eventually we'll probably come to a similar number but we'll be doing we our economy will be fine we're not shutting our economy down mm -hmm. our death rate may be a little bit higher than everybody else but but our economy and our, and our society will be fine and it's an interesting way of thinking about things it is but i can't help but think like if my father were one of the people to have died because they didn't want to do these social distancing measures i would be so living no i know I agree, but, but they are saying, at least from what I've read, they are saying the sick and the elderly, they are saying don't go out. Right. It, it, it seems like that. And, and the reality is, is that makes a lot of sense. If you're elderly, if you're sick, if you have problems, stay home, don't go right. out. If right. you're young and healthy, the odds are you're going to be fine. So uh, to me, I just think it's a really interesting science experiment a Petri dish, so to speak. Um, and only time is going to tell who's right. It is. And it's, it's a weird, I know we're not doing that experiment in the U S but it kind of seems like we are like in Oklahoma and Tulsa where my parents live, they're opening everything back up May 1st, but here in LA, we're not opening it up to July 31st. But then if you look right. at this past weekend, everyone not in LA was at the beaches in like Ventura County, like all these surrounding places were like, they're close together. So it doesn't really make any sense because I'm like, these people are coming to LA. Like, what are we all working so hard for if we're not 
like all in it together. Yeah. No, I know. And, and, uh, it's an interesting, you know, and you're a doctor, so I imagine you must be really frustrated. Like, I feel like the longer we don't quarantine, the more likely we are to like get a second wave. So I don't know. Yeah. But, but part of the problem is, you know, we're not, we're not totally quarantined, you know, me as a doctor, I, I, theoretically, anyone coming to the hospital, we shouldn't be going home. You know, there's that right. component too. Like I take, I, as soon as I get home, I take off my scrubs, I wash my hands, I, you know, I've started jumping in the shower now and then put on fresh clothing. But in theory, I'm taking a risk and, and all these healthcare givers are going home too. And, and, and why is it okay that you could go to the grocery store? And, and so, you know, all, none of us are really, it's all this weird gray zone. The truth is, we might have shut it down if we, everybody said, okay, we're going to designate these healthcare workers are going to move into this housing mm-hmm. and everybody else, you don't leave the house. You know, it, it, we'll make deliveries, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah, I do feel like we're in a weird gray zone. I would completely categorize it that way. So I'm just hoping for the best. But what I do think is what we've done, though, has has definitely made a difference. Because if we hadn't, you know, initially I thought, oh, it's just like the flu. This is mm-hmm. not just like the flu. Right. It's, it's like the flu because we've quarantined. Had we not quarantined, this could have been really bad. And and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's still so much we don't know. Um, no, I mean, that's, those are the thoughts out there. That's what's going through everyone's head, and nobody knows the answer. Just like, like even the symptoms I've read for like COVID nineteen keep they keep adding to the list, so we don't even know exactly what the symptoms are of this thing. Yeah, and then the other problem is, is you know, there's that whole feeling that we haven't really eradicated it that once we do start going back to normal and, and we'll see what happens in, in Atlanta, in Georgia and where your parents are from, is there going to be this new peak, uh, you know, another spike in it? Nobody knows. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Even with what we've been doing, I just read that the U.S. has lost more lives to COVID-19 than we lost in the Vietnam War, which just seems nuts. But at the same right. But on the same token, um, I have read articles that like people, patients were going to be in like the middle of hallways, not getting help and all of that stuff. And at least in LA, that hasn't been the case. So yeah, by shutting down, we've done a really good job of making sure we have resources and everything. Right. Yeah. No, uh, we have done a pretty good job as a country of, of, uh, I think, I think the main the- controversies, like when I see those people protesting, especially with their military style rifles, like in front of the governor's house in Michigan and somehow that's legal, just protesting their freedoms. I'm like, what freedoms are you talking about? Cause just like you said, I can still go to home Depot. I can still get stuff for my house. Like I, I, I don't feel like my freedoms are being taken away. Well, you know, If we're going to get into it, you know, some people say that a supermarket is, is um, a necessary thing. But why wouldn't you say that being able to go to your house of worship isn't necessary? And that's a freedom. Well, because I mean, I guess you need to eat to live. You don't need to go pray to live as much as people might want to. That's, that. that's debatable, Lauren. That's very debatable. 
Well, that's good. A, seriously, I mean, yes, but you are a medical debatable. doctor, so you know that you need to eat more than you need to pray, just as like the human body works. I don't know. I think the mind and the body all work in mysterious ways, and and I think you know well, you that can, we do know. I we guess do you can know pray if you just sit six feet away from everyone. Maybe that they'll start doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like what the same way supermarkets are, why can't houses of worship be the same way? You know, they, they really limit the time, the, the times, the amount of time everybody's in there. I mean, in theory, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to make these decisions. And, right. um, I don't I mean, know. Like you said, there's going to be some new normals that are going to come from this. A lot of new normals. Yeah. So, Who's getting tested? I, that's something else I wanted to talk about a little bit. And, um, um, you know, getting the corona test, like who should get corona tested? Now in L.A., they said that any healthcare worker is entitled, can get healthcare, uh, could get that, tested. That sounds right. That sounds reasonable. Right. Uh, because before, up till now, it's only been if you're symptomatic. But now they're sure. saying all healthcare workers can get tested. But the reality is, is, if I'm not symptomatic, if I'm a healthcare worker and I want to work, would I even want to get tested? You know, which is an interesting question, because what does it mean if you have the if you test positive? Um, it doesn't. You know, how long are you? Is it going to be? It just means you have to go home and quarantine, mm -hmm. even if you're asymptomatic. Um, and so that's an interesting question. The other question is the antibody test. You know that everybody's talking about, and yeah. does that. I'm, I don't understand that. I keep reading it works. It doesn't work. Can you explain the antibody test a little bit more? Well, there are a bunch of different tests, and, and in, until we figure out which one, a lot of them have false positivity and false negativity. You know, meaning if you have, if you test that you have the antibody, which means you've been infected, that theoretically means that you're immune to it now. Um, first, we have to make sure the test is accurate, which. Not all the tests are accurate. There's a lot of inaccuracies in the tests. So we haven't gotten that perfect, perfected. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, is just because you have the antibody, who knows how long it's going to stay in your system. It may disappear. It may, it may not be a permanent antibody. So as long as you have the antibody, theoretically, you're immune to it. But who's to say that the virus isn't changing? So we're still learning about what that even means. Theoretically, if you've had the antibody and if you mm -hmm. have it, theoretically, you may be immune and then you're safe to, to be around and go out in the world. And that's the goal. Hopefully, we're going to be able to say, oh, you have the antibody, you're fine. You know, just like they check people for chicken pox and, and things like that and measles immunity, you know, before you go to work at certain healthcare uh, places. So how are we, when will we know if like the people are actually being immune to it after they have it? If you have that antibody, theoretically, but, but we're not going to really know until enough time has passed to see if those people then are around it don't get reinfected. So okay. we don't. That's what I thought. That's the only way to really know. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of all this stuff because it's so new and because it's a fairly new virus that we're dealing with, it takes time to figure out these answers, and that's one of the problems with right. with us is, is it takes some time. Um, one thing that's weird is you know you see not so much now, but in the beginning. You'd like hear, oh, this celebrity is positive for coronavirus. Right. And you see them and they're like posting pictures of themselves and they look totally fine. And you're like, 
wait a minute, why is this celebrity getting tested for coronavirus if they're totally symptom-free? Right. Um, which, which didn't make sense for a while. And the reason is because they're celebrities and celebrities get to, uh, you know, get to do stuff sometimes that the regular people don't do. But how, um, so you think that, like private doctors are able to just pay for tests? What's that? Like, but celebrities have like, I'm sure they're private doctors and special, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So some doctors, but now it's, now it's more widespread and available right, for people. Right, right. But at the beginning, the testing wasn't. So yeah, if it's like high end doctors had, mm -hmm. you know, X number of tests. And if you were a celebrity, you'd call your doc and say, Hey doc, can I go get tested? Right. And then, uh, the whole six feet, six feet apart. There was that movie um, about, not about viruses. But I think about that, that too. You talked about it. I still never saw it. It was about the, it's not tuberculosis. What is it? What do they have? It's a molt, something. It's called six feet apart though, what? right? Was it called six feet apart or four feet apart? Or, um, oh, five, five feet apart. Five feet apart. Yeah. She has cystic fibrosis. Five feet apart. And it was a girl. It was a girl who had um, cystic fibrosis. Cystic right. fibrosis. Um, and but it was the same principle that you wanted to be that far apart so you couldn't, so the kid couldn't get an infection that would have her lungs be an issue. So it, it's interesting how the movies become reality and vice versa. So you know, to some degree, six feet apart. You know, th there were studies now about. How far can this virus travel if you sneeze is six feet apart really enough? Or if you're a jogger running by someone and, you know, there's a lot of interesting in the literature debate about distancing that's necessary. The reality is if you're not coughing and not spitting and not blowing your nose, probably you could be way closer than six feet apart. I think six feet is kind of like that average number. Mm -hmm. theoretically that a sneeze shouldn't travel so much right. Right. yeah yeah uh but it's just an interesting thing and then you know my wife who's right about everything who i always have to mention in every uh, episode she's talking about you know so so you go to the park and and or you go anywhere now you need to wear a mask right and mm -hmm. is that everywhere in la it's certainly beverly hills uh we took a walk in our new neighborhood and we didn't wear a mask, but some people do and some people don't. Right. But in some neighborhoods, you have to wear a mask now. So, um, so one of the, one of the interesting points my wife is bringing up is that in, in the Beverly Hills neighborhood, you have to wear a mask and you're going to get stopped by a cop or something. If you're not, oh, I didn't know that. but then you see these. And the reason is, is the whole six feet and you don't want to get aerosolized, whatever. But then you see these gardeners walking around the neighborhoods with these leaf blowers, <laughs> yeah. blowing debris and the air and everything. And my wife's point is, how can that be okay? Worried about being feet apart and wearing a mask. How is it okay for the leaf blowers to blow the air all around? Uh, and that's her newest thing. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if we're going to be, and that's why all the social distancing stuff, like, why are the gardeners even out anyway during this time? So Yeah, it doesn't seem like something, I mean, uh, I'm sure they want, they just want to keep working, but yeah, all these things yeah. that are supposed to be like, we're only supposed to do what is necessary doesn't seem that necessary. Yeah, 
No, it's really, it's really bizarre and interesting times. All right, so let's get into our fun stuff. All right, so fun stuff. So pop culture. I got questions for you, unless you have something you want to ask me first. No, you go. Okay, so I, I doubt you had time to see this because I know you were working this weekend. But um, Brad Pitt played Dr. Anthony, is it Fauci? Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's Anthony Fauci. Dr. Anthony Fauci on an SNL skit, um, which was awesome. So my question for you is, if someone played you on SNL, who would you want it to be? So, you know, I watched, uh, after you gave me, you, you give me an outline of what we're going to talk about. So I watched the skit, and I also, I thought it was very funny. The only thing I didn't understand is, why did he need, at the end of the skit, to remove his <laughs> wig and think- become Brad Pitt and introduce yeah. everybody? Everybody knew it was Brad Pitt. Like, so it, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense that he had, I, when he did that, I was like, just say live, it's da-da-da. Yeah, like, did you, did like, usually, like they usually do. I think they, they want to take a time to be more serious and just, you know, everyone wants to say how appreciative they are, like healthcare workers and what you guys are doing. Right. Yeah. So I think it was more of like, uh, okay, serious moment. But who would you want to play yeah. you? Yeah, who would I want to play me? Um, Well, it, it's not that I would want him to play me, but some people say that, I mean, in addition to the fact that I'm like a Robert Redford, Brad Pitt, Paul Newman kind of guy, mm-hmm. in addition to that, some people have occasionally, there's some resemblance to Paul Rudd. Ah, oh, Paul Rudd's good. He was actually on the show, too. I, and I like Paul. Yeah. I like Paul Rudd, so so I would I would be okay if Paul Rudd played me. And he he kind of has that curly hair a little bit too, like a little wavy hair. He's like got that. like he's got like the Jew thing going. I think he's a Jew. I don't <laughs> he even know. He's Jewish. I was like a podcast I was listening to, or somebody was making fun of him. I think it was Zach Galifianakis and saying like, "How have you hidden your Jewishness so well?" Because nobody knows he's like. Just ridiculous, right? Because he's got a very non-Jew. It's his name, you know. All right. He's not Jason Cohen. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not Jason Cohen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's who. Who would All you right. want to play you? Whew, that's a hard one. Um, nobody would need me to play me. I'm a, uh, but I mean, Sandra Bullock's like my favorite. But if uh, female actress, probably. Oh yeah. So if I'm just going on, like, favorite actors. Yeah, I like Sandra a lot. Okay, that's good. I like right. Sandra Bullock, yeah. All right, so now I got another question. So I don't know if you've noticed, like, all these um, people, are, these casts are reuniting. Like, they got the cast from Goonies to reunite the other day. Yeah. I did my homework. After you gave me the outline, I looked up everything. So I saw you. Did you watch it? Yeah, I saw just a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. And then I watched some of the that thing you do, cast reunite which was really cute too. So my yeah. question for you is what cast would you like to see reunite from a movie? Actually, it's not a cast of a thing, but one of the things, in addition to this WhatsApp group that my buddies and I have, we'll also occasionally do, try to do a Zoom gathering of my friends and I. And, and that's been incredibly enjoyable that's also. Really nice. it, yeah. Yeah. They're all on the East Coast, so it's, so I don't always make all of the the zoom meetings but i try to and and so you would choose your friends over a star studded cast i think so although um 
I am very excited about Top Gun Part Two. You know, they're Ooh, me too. I know. Are they holding that release because of the COVID? I feel like it was supposed to come out in July. I don't. But yeah, the, isn't the only thing is, is, I don't know if Val Kilmer is going to be in it. Is he? He, is, he has a cameo. Yeah, he's already announced it. So the I oh, love that Top Gun too. So the Iceman's coming back, and I I don't know who else. The Iceman cometh. Yeah. What? But yeah, but we talked about Val Kilmer our last episode. Maybe he's our favorite. Uh, actor for gross anatomy we i love that yeah yeah so hopefully what that's about you? About. What? um me i would probably do what you like mm, i probably do royal tenenbaums because bill murray's in it it's a wes anderson film and just a lot of good actors are in it angelica houston and see what they talk mm-hmm. about owen wilson luke wilson i think they'd be a fun right. to reunite. you know what would be a fun one too the outsiders Ooh, that would be really good Really good. Because that's, because those are, I mean, Tom Cruise was in that too. Yeah, and uh, Rob Lowe. That was actually shot in Tulsa, where I'm from. So, yeah, I would love to see that. But, fortunately, you know, Patrick Swayze is longer with us. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And I was thinking The Godfather would be cool, but a bunch of them are dead also. I, that's funny. Yeah, you and I always go to these kind of movies. I was originally thinking The Godfather too, but then I was like, eh. Brando's dead. And and Fredo's dead. Yeah, yeah. Fredo died young. Yeah, and where's Robert Duvall? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I, he's always looked older than he is, so I have no idea how, how old he is actually. Yeah, but he's disappeared. Yeah. Um, any TV show? Sopranos, maybe, but but Tony's dead. But then it's yeah. Then it just becomes depressing, right? Because Tony's dead. Yeah. Oh, you know, would be a fun one. Saint Elsewhere. For a movie? Yeah, to no. get the Brat Pack back together? No, St. Elsewhere. Not St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elsewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I never saw it, but that's your favorite. That was the reason you became a doctor, so you have to pick that one. And, and, and the cast of that, you don't even know. Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. Mark Harmon, Howie Mandel, uh, Morse, I forget his last, his first name. I mean, it's a really good cast. Right. No, that yeah. is a good cast. I think I'd just like to see, I like The Office, so I would like to see them. If, like, if you were going to do a new scripted Zoom episode, which I'm sure is really hard to do, but that's what Parks and Rec is doing, I would yeah. like to see them do it. Yeah. That's, that thing you do was fun with Kevin Pollack being in, on it. Did you watch any of it? I saw like, a little, like clips, but I didn't see Kevin Pollack in it. What did he do? Yeah. No, he showed up. as one of the cast members, but I don't remember who he was in that thing you do. I don't either. That's why I was curious. I don't remember. I don't know what he was doing, but he showed up and, and, uh, I like him because he's in, uh, Miss Maisel, which I love. Yeah. He's, he's good in that. Are you watching anything new? We both said we were watching, um, Westworld, but not that into it. (laughs) So that's not really for our audience. But we're, but we're caught up. I, I mean, but some of it's kind of, you know, interesting. The whole, um, you know, we've seen it in some things, you know, uh, putting people or sh- killing people or, or putting them on ice because they don't fit with society is a whole con- interesting thing. So it, it, some of that futuristic stuff is kind of interesting. And some of the more moral dilemma stuff is interesting. But part of the problem for me with that show is I'm not really rooting for anybody. I don't really love yeah. any character that is exactly my problem too and they're just they don't seem to be any stakes because they're robots 
So it's like building right. nobody's dying, which I, I mean, it's not like I'm craving death scenes, but I need there to be some kind of stakes. Everyone's still alive. Yeah. Everyone's still in the game. And yeah. And none of those actors, at least in those characters, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really rooting for anybody. Is Maybe Jesse. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Jesse from Breaking Bad because he's a new character, but I, I agree with you. Right. I don't know what we're supposed to, how we're supposed to be invested in this. Right. One of the things that, that this pandemic is, is doing is it's hurting my viewing because one of the ways I got to watch shows was going to the gym on the treadmill. I'd watch a show. So mm-hmm. now I'm doing my workouts outside, often with my wife where we're walking together. So if we're together, I'm not watching. But even when I'm walking, I'm not going to hold my phone up and walk. Maybe I'll start listening to podcasts. But even when I'm outside, I decide I'd rather just enjoy the outside. So it's a nice thing. I'm getting nature. I'm getting sun. I'm getting oxygen. Mm-hmm. But although I'm breathing through a mask. But, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not watching my show. So I'm not keeping up with pop culture as much as I should be. I think that's okay. I mean, apparently they're going to hold a lot of new shows and movies. I don't know. Like, they're pausing production. So I'm sure you'll be able to get caught up before new shows. Yeah, I'm sure. So how should we end it? Um, so we don't really have any recommendations for you yet for your viewing, for our viewing audience. But we'll think of something. Although, actually, on my to-do list to watch with my kids since I know they redid, they made a TV version of High Fidelity, you know, the John Kuzak movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so maybe I want to watch the original High Fidelity with my kids. All right, put it on your list. That's on my list. Well, thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.